What's going on? What's going on, y'all? It's your boy Tosin Odawale on the Toxic Masculinity Podcast. This is our first, what do you call it? It's like a, a virgin voyage, the first time you do something or something? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Pop your cherry. Yeah, man. I got my boy, I got my boy Brandon J. Wiggly. What's happening, say everybody? The J. <laughs> Please say the J. Brandon J. Wiggly, and also go by the name of Curator of Vibes. Yes, sir. Here with my brother T, man, on this. Tuesday night. Hell yeah. He used to be a professional problem solver. I had I had to steal that from him. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Black commission. That was all no, that. it's all family. <laughs> so whatever I got, you got, bro. You know what I'm saying? For real. But yeah, man. I really just want to kind of kick this podcast off, man. Just have some like some real guy talk, man. Just mm-hmm. just two dudes who have been through a lot of things, got their own perspective. Oh. Some is alike, some is different. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like get a world just to kind of uh, entry into our minds and how we think. Love shit it. like that. I love the saying? name too, bro. That's, that's yeah, toxic that's, masculinity. Yeah. So a lot of people hear that and think it's like negative. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's a play on words. Yeah. Because it's like toxic masculinity is kind of code word for like guy talk. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So that was kind of how I came up with the name or whatever. So shout outs to everybody that's uh, listening to our first episode. You know what I'm saying? We're going to try to do one every day, every other, every other day or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Hey, y'all. With some good things to listen to. So, uh, so yeah, basically what I was just, was just going to get into is like, right now it's a lot of stuff going on. Um, number one, you know what I'm saying, we, we always have to pay homage to all the greats that came before us in the podcast game. Yep. You feel me? So shout out to the Joe Budden podcast. I listen to that podcast literally every time it comes out. I think they're doing some great things. Where, over there where does he host his podcast on? Is it uh, YouTube? It's on, so it's on YouTube. I think they got... A deal with Spotify. Oh, okay. But they host it out of like some dude's basement. Ooh. Like the dude Parks or whoever his name is. Yeah, the I, white boy. Yeah, okay. they, they do it in his crib. Dope, dope. So it's just straight up like, how do they get it? Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Shout outs to them. Uh, shout outs to, it's a whole bunch of, I can't even think of their names right what's now. Your, what's your favorite one right now? You My favorite Joe one right now is the Joe Bun podcast. Yeah. That's what I'm listening to right now. That's what I'm like looking what, out for. What you like about it? Man, they just be talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> is it all about um I peeped like clips of it. Is his podcast like all about um the culture and rap or he talks about yeah, politics. Col- so business, yeah, stuff. culture and rap is like the foundation, mm-hmm. but it bleeds into a whole bunch of other shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like you don't really have like a set number, a set like theme or topics. Okay. But you know it's gonna touch on something. And it's called the Joe Budden Podcast. Joe Budden Podcast gotcha. featuring Rory and Maul. I feel you know like um that show um with academics lost his luster since when he left. Uh, the one on Complex. Yeah, the name. yeah. It was called I don't know. the one with Soldier Boy. Was that's crazy? Song. Yeah, we forget yeah. the name because yeah. it game crazy. So when Joe Budden left, you know, it kind of it kind of yeah. diluted that shit. So like, just to kind of shed some light on them, man. The thing I like about that is that when when he got because he got fired from Complex, he did what? Yeah, they fired him because I don't know. It was like a. Misunderstanding in contracts, whatever, uh, but they like let him go. Gotcha. And so he was like, "Shit, what the fuck I'm gonna do?" And he's like, "Fuck it, got a following. I'm gonna start my own shit." Mm. And his shit popped even higher than the shit they fired him from. That says a lot. Sometimes yeah. you gotta go out and step out on your own. You Hell know what I'm yeah. saying? You got you so used to having that machine behind you, a complex. Hundred <laughs> percent. But once you building your own brand and your own legacy, as Jay like to say, man, you create you gotta go the out machine. There. Yeah, you create yeah. it. Like Dame and Dash said, a lot of people, Dame Dash, I like Dame Dash. I like what he's saying. It's just, his delivery is off, so it ain't for everybody. Yeah, right. But what he say, he say, um, I create the sauce. I don't have to go get the sauce. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I like what, that he says that because sometimes you just got to 
put your cell phone shit. That with Damon Dash, man, it's it's a love-hate relationship. More love than hate, though. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, number one, he is a godfather of the culture. Oh, yeah. Godfather of the he independent don't get enough credit. culture. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. Like, people yeah. acting like he didn't influence, like, the modern-day hip-hop world. Yeah. But I think sometimes is that, you know, he kind of he kind of gets angry and has to like reaffirm himself, mm-hmm. and it's like you don't have to reaffirm yourself. The people that know know. No, yeah. Like we but know who you, you are. You know, you know. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying <laughs> you know, you know. Like we know yeah. who you are. Anybody uh-huh. hating on you, they wasn't outside. Yeah. In '99, '98, you know what I'm saying? Like so. I think he's doing it now for this new millennial group, um, because they don't know a lot of people that way. Well, you know, I'm 33. Yeah. So. People around twenty five ish. Very true. Younger. Yeah, they, know, they wouldn't so know. I feel like he got it. He trying to assert himself a little bit. You remember when he had Armadale Vodka? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he was like one of the first ones to come out with a liquor with brand. Liquor, yeah. Before well, people did, yeah. yeah, yeah. But now they see Ciroc mm-hmm. and they think Diddy was the first. But mm-hmm. it's like, nah, like Dash was doing this shit earlier. I won't. I won't. Master P to really solidify himself too, because he slept on. Like, Master, Master P is, P's a, on, is like, a god. The yeah. reason I think the reason why he slept on because I think he's been independent the entire time. Yeah. Yep. So he never got that. He did get mainstream though. He did. But he was independent. Yeah. Though. He was. Oh, make so him was say like, on could, time. Yeah. He was like, yeah, it was mainstream radio, yeah, yeah. but he was still in control of everything. Facts. But when that was happening, a lot of people that's like grown now mm-hmm. was like what. Eight years old then, seven years when old Master then. When Master P was popping? When Master P was really popping. Yeah, we was popping. in middle school. Yeah, yeah, so they don't know about, I got the hookup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he coming out with part two. Yeah, so uh. like, stuff like that, but, I mean, it's just like, those are real purveyors of hip-hop, culture, mm-hmm. business, yeah. owning everything, yeah, owning they, production, they the, distribution. They set the, the blueprint, man, like for, for the independent artists today, like Nipsey. That's why I like Nipsey, because mm. Nipsey... Um, he always show love to Pete and Dame yeah. Dash and show him like, you know, they, they set the way for that independent movement. Hell so. yeah. Hell yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's a whole bunch of topics we could talk about. It's yeah. a few I actually want to talk on. Um, a lot of situations. I want to kick it off just by talking about, there's a rapper called 6ix9ine. You heard of him? Yeah, yeah. I ain't. Too, I don't know too much about him, though. Yeah, I, I don't really know too much about him either. I mean, yeah, I listen yeah. to a couple of songs. He got a couple songs that I like. Yeah. Um. He recently just just got arrested a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave him like a RICO charge, it's a federal charge, very serious. What's that? Charge. Like I don't, I don't know about what RICO. It's, I it, hear that a lot. RICO is like racketeering and conspiracy. Like if you controlling so, a gang or something, it could be a gang. It'd be drugs. Initially, it was started for the mafia back in the seventies when Rudy Giuliani was mayor of New York City, mm. and they were trying to take down the mafia. But because the mafia moves so correct. You can never catch anybody doing anything. Mm-hmm. So it, it so Rico is basically based off of association and hearsay. Mm. So if let's say I get locked up for for doing something, right? I could say, well, Brandon was doing it with me too. And they'll come get me. They don't have no evidence on you, mm-hmm. nothing. I could say, yeah, me, Brandon. This dude, this other dude, this other dude, we all worked in concert together. That gotcha. word that word concert is what they use in the uh, wording. So now they can take down all of us without having any evidence, without having anything. They just have to prove that we actually know each other mm-hmm. and that we've actually like been together at mm. you know frequent times. Yeah. And that okay, you have a small criminal history, he has a small criminal history. So it's an argument that we can actually put so forth. So if you go lock up the corner boy and he say, Oh, I've been working for 
Jim Smith. It can he's go the all the way to the top. Yeah, gotcha. even if he never met Jim Smith and he gotcha. don't even know Jim Smith could be the plug. Yeah, yeah. But he never met him. Never been in the same room with him. Gotcha. But okay. yeah, y'all yeah, I used to hear that term all the time, but I, I ain't never know what the fuck that means. Yeah, meant. so that's what they got him for. Yeah. Um, from what it looks like, things that he's not really involved with. But I think he maybe he was just ha- having certain people around. So, okay. but yeah, it, it doesn't seem like because it doesn't seem like because a lot of things that we're talking about, he would have to be stationary to participate in. He was a big time so rapper. What's he going on with him now? He's still locked up. Oh, uh, he's still locked up. They're saying that um, they're trying to get him like a bail hearing. Mm. Um, they're saying that they're kind of they have his defense attorneys are saying that they have a way to get him out of it. That the people that were involved were on wiretaps saying that he wasn't a part of the group. That gotcha. whatever. So it's like so shows. Gonna be cool. Hopefully, Maybe. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you think that? Do you believe in putting energy out in the universe? It comes back because what 100%. I did hear about him. Like I saw, you know, some stuff. I didn't really follow it too much, but he was, you know, the new age of the modern day troll. Hundred percent, you know, beefing. So, do you think that plays a part? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, um, if you bring attention to yourself, it's gonna come to you. Facts. Um, and then the thing with music, more rap, is that you know, and I, I've always been against this. As I've been an adult, when yeah. I was young, I thought the shit was cool. But as an adult, <laughs> yeah, I think that street credibility is is totally reckless and has nothing to do with like the actual mm-hmm. music. If I look back to when I was growing up in the '90s and stuff like that, like I never heard like Wu Tang mm-hmm. or Jay Z, yeah, you're right, or LL Cool J or Cannabis trying to yeah. get street credibility. Yeah. It was all about I'm a better rapper than you. Yeah, you know, Steel. I'm gonna get yeah, I'm gonna get on the disc record and I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, and it was you know what I'm saying, but yeah. I would, I, and I, I kind of attribute it to to Fifty Cent because Fifty Cent built his career off of Coming saying yeah, I'm like real, that. I'm in the yeah. streets, and That's it worked real. for him. Yeah, but what worked for the next man might not work. For That's you. real. <laughs> might not work That's for you. That's a great you. point. That's a you great know, point. So, I mean, I hope I hope he gets through his situation, but I think yeah, it's... because um, he's young too, right? He really, he's like twenty two years old. Sheesh. Twenty two. I feel like he blew up kind of fast. Yeah, it was like a two year. Yeah, period, that's fast. Maybe two and that, years. And sometimes that can, you know, twenty two years old. Shit, that can get to your head. You blow up that fast. I couldn't imagine being twenty two, knowing how I was at twenty two, and having that much exposure and that much money and that yep. much access. Yeah. I can only imagine. So I don't really knock him for what he did. Mm-hmm. I just kind of look at like, damn. Like even if you become successful at a young age, mm-hmm. it's almost like a destruction tool. Oh yeah, and I think Soldier <laughs> Boy kind of touched on that too. Like yeah. he was eighteen, nineteen, um, having sex with women and spending money and making bad decisions. Shit, I'm thirty three. Yeah. I may, I may still make bad decisions. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> right and, now, and so. you be thinking. Yeah. So imagine yeah. if you was at a time where you don't even think. Like, imagine how much shit you can get into. Fresh out of college, I was in Tampa. So, oh yeah, man, that, that's yeah. I can't even think about it. Same with athletes. Hell yeah. And, so, um, so yeah, it just be stuff like that that kind of just make me reflect and just thank God that you know I I think I skated through. You know I've been through a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. I skated through a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. things could have been worse for me. Yeah. And so you know I kind of thank God for that. But I mean, with, as far as music is concerned. Like who who is your artist that you listen to or that you think is popping right now that you think is oh, like you man know right now I still see I still be on my old school I'm more I always tell people I'm more R and B than rap yeah yeah but right now Future new album fire hard yeah it's hard, hard. I'm listening to Future album prior to Future um I, I got a new Jack Swing um. Um, playlist that I listen to that yeah. Teddy Riley period. That's okay. the best era of music. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah, R and B. Yeah, I think so. Like of uh, you know with you know the Bobby Brown he was producing for Keith Sweat, Janet Jackson, like that whole Silk, Silk. Did yeah, he yeah, Silk? yeah. He did. He yeah. made a couple songs. 
So I was on that. But new artists right now, that's a great question. Future not new, but I'm jamming Future. I like the dude, Lucas dude. Uh, Jordan Lucas. Yeah, he yeah. are. Yeah, he yeah, are. Yeah. He got bars. And I'm going to be real with you. I, I kind of like Jaden Smith. Jaden yeah. Smith got a couple of... I, you put you me put, on... Oh, no, I put you. Yeah, 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 you put me on that shit. <laughs> yeah. You sent me yeah. a taste. Brandon sent me a text. He was like... Yo. I think it was a screenshot of a song. He's like, yo, this Jaden Smith album go hard. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Jaden Smith. I'm like... Bro, that's how I was right. too. But I was like, all right, let me listen to it. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, for you to text me and say, hey, this shit is hard. I was like, okay, it's got yeah. at least one song in that motherfucker. Yeah, because I know you like music. And I'm yeah. a music junkie. So yeah. I, all my homies, it's like we share music every day, all day. Yeah, yeah. Even with women. If I'm dating a woman, like if you don't like me sending you music all day, we not Tell made me about for it. each other. Tell me about it. You know what I'm saying? And then, <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy you mention that because he when, is, yeah. See, when I date women. When I date women, one of my, my guidelines to know if they're worthy is mm-hmm. the quality of music they Facts. listen to. Facts. <laughs> you feel me? Real yeah. shit. I got a whole company around yeah. music. Yeah, spread love and good yeah, music. Yeah, spread love and good yeah. music. But damn, I'm trying to think. I know that's a great question. New artists. I just gave you all old artists. Who's um, new Who's new for real, for real? Though? I don't know. It's probably people out there. I it's a just, couple. It's passing by me. New meaning what? Last two years? Yeah, that's how I like to think about it. Like how so, for the what's the double XL magazine? Yeah, I don't new. know. New, I don't know. Well, I guess little baby them new, right? Little little baby's new. Yeah, yeah Gunner's yeah. new. Gunner new. Yeah. Uh, fucking. But I ain't really too hard on them. I I had a, I posed a question the other day. Who was you know the better duo, Gunner and little baby off, um, Young Thug and Rich Homie Quan? Who you like? Shit. That's a tough one because I don't really like Young Thug, but I but I like I like uh, I like Rich Homie Quan a lot. Yeah, Rich you don't like Thug? I like Thug, really, bro. He, like, he had to grow on me. Yeah. He got a couple songs, yeah. but he got a couple songs. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say I like I like his body work. I like it, bro. And it can't it grew on me late. Yeah. Like, it's, when I think of artists, I take out the weird shit they do. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even like Lil Wayne, my favorite. Like Ti, my favorite all time. But Lil Wayne, for me, if they had a hip hop Mount Rushmore, Lil Wayne got to be on it. Gotcha. In my opinion, Honey, I, I agree. But I agree. people, you know, they discredit he a little weird, different. But I try to because he out that weird out. now. But when you look at the total body of work, man, you can't take think out. about it. Wayne been speaking since he was sixteen. Like yeah, yeah. dropped the album. Yeah. Wayne probably almost forty now. The reason you know why people even say that, drop it like that. Yeah. So, so since like Wayne got to be on kids. my my Mount Rushmore for hip hop, definitely be. I don't know yet, but I know Jay Z and Wayne to be on it, like all for real. Yeah, I'll say That's Wayne like, off the top of my head. Jay Z, Wayne got to be on it. Wayne, Jay Z, I'll say Master P. I like P. Um, collectively, I'm gonna say Three Six Mob. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from you the South, saying? so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I say Three Six. That's four. I'm not putting Eminem know. on my shit, though. Nah. Like, he dope, but I'm not putting Eminem yeah, on Yeah, he a cool shit. lyricist, but yeah. I don't think he's standing... I don't think you can listen to some shit Eminem put out in 2002 and still ride that shit. Yeah, nah. Now. <laughs> but you can find some 3-6 yeah. Mob shit or some Jay-Z shit or some Wayne shit or some P shit mm-hmm. from 20 years ago, and you'd be like, it's yeah, still vibe. Yeah, yeah. It's still hard, yep, you feel yep. me? You know it's wine. You know how we do. Oh, six Black. You right. I mean, Black. I haven't, I haven't really listened to him. Yeah, he hard. I haven't, he I, hard. I heard, yeah, like he got two a vibe to him. He got a vibe to him. Uh, what you didn't think about uh, Jacquees? I don't listen to him enough. Yeah, I, ain't, I, I don't heard. like his voice. I mean, I, I hear people talking about him a lot. Yeah, but I, I haven't like, really heard a lot. It's like a him. whiny type, a uh, high pitch. I ain't really Jacquees. Like, not yeah. knocking. Uh, you know, I respect everybody hustle. 
But R and B, I, I can't get to it. I can't. New, new R and B is and that's when I say new R and B, I'm going to talk about the last ten years. Yeah, right? yeah. As far as everybody that's come out over the last ten years, my best R and B artist is mm-hmm. Chris Brown. Is in that motherfucker? Oh yeah, yeah Brown. Miguel and he is just in that bitch. Too. Shout out to Chris Brown. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, she got to go to jail. Like, yeah, you like if, you, if you accuse a man, I ain't trying to change the subject, but he, she got to go to jail. Definitely. Tory Lanez. I oh, about Tory Lanez. so no, yo, okay. I was just thinking about this stuff. Yeah, day. I just really, really started fucking with Tory Lanez on the Love Me Now, uh, yeah. Love Me Now album just came it. out. Yeah, great, amazing. Miguel too. I yeah, like Miguel. for the last three years, I low key been kind of hating on on Tory Lanez on the inside. Yeah, because I was like, he, he got some songs that are radio worthy, yeah. but I was like, he's not really good. He got and then they was all like covers. They was like modern yeah, day covers. Yeah. But then I was I was on Instagram and you were peeping them. It not nah, uh, fabulous to uh, uh, Instagram sometime. Like, hey, good job, homie. I listened to it on the flight to Dubai or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. shit, you know. Fab a lyricist. Yeah. So I'm like, Fab, let me go ahead and listen to this shit. Let me the play. Yeah. And I listened to it and I was like, okay, I'm a Tory Lanez fan now. Mm, like, I'm a fan that's now. big. Yeah. You say you're a fan. Like, I am a fan now. Diamond just said Miguel. Miguel is hard. I like Miguel too. I seen Miguel yeah. in a concert at the Essence Festival. He was dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, you got a dope show, man. Maxwell. Never seen it. Man, but I, fuck I was with Maxwell. Yeah. I was shocked because I thought he was more laid back, but he a Entertainer, bro. Like his yeah. show, yeah, Maxwell. It was a Maxwell and Jill Scott show. Top three concerts I've been to. Cool. That's yeah. crazy. I've I've only been to five concerts in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I used to go all the, the time. The first one I ever went to was an OJ the Juice Man concert. Hey, speaking Louis. of OJ, if I I seen Daisha on here. Shout out. We we interviewing. I shouldn't even tell you, but we interviewing. <laughs> That's our first artist highlight is for spread love Juice. and good Juice. music. We interviewing um King Will, what's happening? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? <laughs> um, Mr. Will? We um interviewing OJ the Juice Man for Spread Love Good Music. That's, That's our first interview. I, I, I don't know if I was supposed to say that, Daisha, but I let the cat out the bag. So. Yeah, OJ the Juice Man, I remember when he was popping, when he first started to bubble up, like, 09. Mm-hmm. I was in New Jersey. Yeah. And I was at a bus stop leaving the, the school I was at, because I was at a community college and I was transferring. So I was at a bus stop. And then uh, I heard this car come by. It was beating hard. It was like, young Jew, man. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought it <laughs> said, young Jew, man. Like, yeah, Jew? Yeah. So I'm on the internet typing, young Jew, man. And, and you I'm couldn't like, find couldn't it. Couldn't find yeah. nothing. And then my whole my homegirl, Natia from Chicago, Tia, shout out to Tia. She was like, nah, that's OJ the Juice Man. That's nah, Juice Man. Yeah. And I was like, you know, oh, shit. I like Juice. Yeah. So that was the first concert I went to. And then um, after that, man, because I'm from St. Louis. And St. Louis, a lot of the rap concerts... Mm-hmm. It'd be really dangerous. A lot of shit happens to them, so like mm. people don't really go to the concerts. That makes so, sense. So like I didn't really go to concerts because it was always it's some bad so shit crazy happening. Stuff going. Yeah. yeah, it was a Rick Ross concert in St. Louis on the north side. Six people got killed Dang. at the concert. Yeah, and see. so I stopped going to, to like hip hop concerts. And when I moved to New Jersey, I was only going to like EDM and electronic and dance concerts because I was still scarred and shit. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I had been out of big now, they sir. Man, and the thing the thing about them festivals is that them shits be it be like thirty, forty thousand people. Yeah. No security. Mm-hmm. But don't shit be happening. Everybody just be like having fun and high. Yeah. But if you black and you go to they everybody think you got the drugs. Yeah. Bro, everybody yo, you, you got Somali, you got That's Somali. Like, yeah. nah, bro, like, I ain't got it. Come on, man, I'm not a cop. Like, trust me, man. I, and they yeah. be looking high as fuck. Yeah. You black, they think you got the dope. I went to um <laughs> Speaking of festivals, I went to the Broccoli City Festival last year. Probably bet one of the dopest experience mm. experiences. Um, 
And just to even hear their story, it was two college roommates, and yeah. and they built up that. You know, they first had a party, started as a party in L.A., and they got Kendrick before he was Kendrick Lamar. That's and a come then, up. Yeah, That's and then come they just up. still started building it. And then last year was their biggest one. They went from, like, the year before, it was 18,000 people, I want to say, to now this year, um, it's 30,000 people at it. So, yeah, right here. Now, That's last bad. year was 30,000, so this year it's probably going to be more than that. They got, and it's in D.C. D.C. my third favorite city anyway. So Yeah, they got a lot of people coming to this motherfucker, too. Yeah, man. Broccoli City. And that's yeah. the vision that we got for Spread Love Good Music, so, man. They eventually have a festival. So Broccoli City, that, is that is that code word for like we... No, no, no. I thought that, too. So, <laughs> Broccoli City, is uh, that's the name of... I want to say they're from Greenville, North Carolina or something gotcha. like that. So, it's two college friends. And the whole purpose of this is it's like Earth Day. Um, gotcha. So they, they it's big on they they do a five k they do a community cleanup clean eating clean um living environments yeah. and stuff and they kind of tie that in so it's kind of like a community mission. element yeah too. yeah it's a community element to it so because when I first saw it I'm dope. like okay broccoli city it's in D C I'm like okay D C legal weed just now. got legal for weed I'm thinking I did like, not know that till I was there last year uh, yeah. people smoking down the street I'm like bro you can have a burn in D C you can have a half pound of weed on your <laughs> yeah. ass right past the police and you straight yeah <laughs> yeah I was like dang D C burning down it's the capital Hell yeah I love D C like I said D C my third favorite city like DC is if it wasn't cold I could live in DC DC is definitely my top five hit the hit the wine one more time oh yeah yeah go ahead DC is definitely my top five favorite cities. Uh, t- my top five, not in any order, particular yeah. order, but I'll say uh, New York, Miami, Chicago. That's three, right? Yep. Uh, DC four, and then um, to be honest, I'm have to say Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta is uh, mine too. I would have put Houston in there, but I was only in Houston for five Houston, days, so I didn't really, really get to I, see the city. Excluding Atlanta, teach me thing. You know, I'm always teaching Diamond. <laughs> um. <laughs> D- and I don't like New York. Yeah. Too, I'm a country boy, so New York too busy for me. <laughs> too much going on. I love L.A. Mm. I got to go with L.A. I hate L.A. L.A., man. Houston, and D.C. Excluding Atlanta. Atlanta, my, I just love Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta changed my life. You know, you see those memes and they say um, why everybody think moving to Atlanta changed your life or some shit. Shit be true, though. For me, I know some people, I done seen some people come and go. It ain't changed yeah. their life. But for me, it helped me. Like I, I love the city. You know what I'm saying? You think that speaks to the like type of person you are? Or something? Yeah, of course. You got to have some hustle in you, and you got to come to Atlanta with a plan, and you got to come to Atlanta. Oh, Will say don't sleep on Milwaukee. <laughs> hey, but I ain't gonna front. <laughs> hey, Will, Milwaukee was live. I ain't even gonna front. I said I ain't never been out there. So yeah, Milwaukee was love. I, I definitely like the vibe of Milwaukee. And I was, we was with Will, so you know he was able to good people to show us the vibe. I, I think that's an important part too. When you yeah. go to a city for the first time, mm-hmm. it also depends who you there with. Mm-hmm. Because like, if you went with somebody that's like from the city, know the city, yeah. know like. But let me all right to play devil's advocate. I say that too. Yeah. But my baby mom, she always says, if your city popping, it don't matter who you with. You because she from L.A., so she think L.A. is just the yeah, city. Yeah, but I went to L.A. and, and, and my she, brother popping in L.A. and I, 
I ain't really didn't really enjoy it. And though. she say, "Cause she, I'm from Orlando, so yeah. she say I hate Orlando. I like you just went with the wrong people because she never went with me. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. She like, but if your city popping, you can go with anybody yeah, and you'll yeah. have a good time. Yeah, yeah. But she from LA, you can't count it. LA different. Yeah, like, LA got like a different. I love LA, dog. LA like, cool. I could live there. LA but... cool. It's, it's exactly. Yeah, it's, it's cool to come there, get it in, and get the fuck out. Yeah, facts, facts. You feel y'all? me? Like mm-hmm. that's not a spot where I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna just lay my head here. You mm-hmm, but you can't tell my brother something different. That motherfucker wish he was born in LA. Yeah, he, yeah. He like, ah, fuck, I wish I was born in this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, though. You know what I'm saying? I like it. It, it was cool, man. We had a nice little, you know what I'm saying? Me and my brother run our business out of LA. We mm. run an event management company, Odawali Enterprises. Mm. So we throw uh, album release parties, private Seen events for like rappers, athletes, corporate events, shit mm. like that. And uh, LA is where we base it out of because that's where we get the most business. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So my younger brother. Not New York? Nah. So when my brother graduated from college, it was either New York or L.A. I was in the New Jersey, New York area, and I just didn't feel it popping like that. Yeah. And he was like, yo, L.A. is where it's really happening. Gotcha. So he moved out there in 2015, and he was there for about a year. Mm. You know, yeah, he was struggling like the first year. You know, he's working, trying to, you know, get his groove together. But after mm. that first year, it picked up. We started getting clients and shit just took off from there. Mm. And so he'll be the one to kind of, you know, mingle with the artists, the athletes, do all that ground shit. Yeah. I just send the invoices. Yeah, okay. You know, so that makes sense. Uh, Post Malone's uh, uh, album release party for Stoney, we did that. Oh, that's an that's that's Odawali awesome. Enterprises. <laughs> that's I didn't even know that. Yeah, that, that, See, that was you our always first. Got it. You always in the song, <laughs> That was our first, you know, big... Like thing that we can stand on and say, yeah, we did Post Malone shit. What's up? And Post Malone pop. I never really listened to none of his music, but I see him all the time on Apple Music. Yeah, so he, I know he, he another doing... one of them artists that got a couple things. Yeah, you know yeah. I just see he doing something. Don't sleep on Seattle. I never been to Seattle. See, I heard I've been hearing a lot of good shit about Seattle, but I never been. Yeah. I used to talk to a chick from Seattle, and she loved it. <laughs> yeah, I heard she it's pretty it. dope. And she wasn't even from America. She was from Brazil. Mm. And she moved to America for Seattle. She was there for a year and just fell in love fell with it. Fell in love with it. Yeah. And, um, you know, she just talked about it's a, like a hella young city, everything mm. modern. Because yeah. this is technology. Yeah, city. yeah, Amazon yeah. based there. Microsoft based there. Starbucks. Yeah, Starbucks, yeah. So it's like one of them. But you it's just cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't like the cold. That's yeah, the only yeah, time I, I hate cold. staying here in Atlanta is when it get cold, so... What are we drinking? We're, we are drinking. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's a blend. It. What is it? Re- a red blend. A conga. A conga. A conga. You know, I'm a red wine drinker. Yeah, he like. I'm a red uh, wine don't, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Um, don't tell me. It's, <laughs> hold on, because I'm a little. It's not, it's not Cabernet. No. It's not Cabernet. It's a, uh, it's a red, though. Yeah. All, all I drink is red wine. We'll say Vegas. Cabernet. I got to come to Vegas, Will, ASAP. Um, Merlot. Merlot. He fuck with Merlot. I'm a Merlot connoisseur. He fuck with Merlot. Yeah, I keep right. all my bottles too. Not yeah, to I was at your crib, bro. I was at your crib, bro. I was trying to throw some away. You I saw all the Merlot bottles. I said, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real. Hey, I'm a real Merlot connoisseur. I, said, I don't God play. Damn. I probably got like 50 Merlot. Every Merlot because I want to. My vision. I want to have a Merlot library. Like I want to have when I. Um, get like my house with my family and shit. Yeah, yeah. I want to have a library, a dope ass library. All the bottles and, you ever drink. Yeah, all the bottles That's I ever real drink. Shit. And I'm gonna keep them. That's and then just keep shit. it as a collection. And I, you know, when I go to wine, um, it's a wine, a winery, dog. It's like going to, we in Atlanta. It's like going towards North Carolina. It's pretty dope. So I like wineries and stuff. Love Vegas. You knew it, yeah. 
Seattle for the win. I've never been to Vegas, man. Will, 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 we got Will to told to me, Vegas. yeah, he told me if I came out to Vegas, he was going, you know what I'm saying, yeah. show me a good time. Yeah. I think he said he had to hook up on uh, some hotel out there. It was um, Will the plug. For everybody was, that was, don't know, tap in with Mr. Will Roundtree. Yes, sir. Tap in with Mr. Beyond Wind on, oh, I see I see the queen style. Beyond in this thing? Yeah, Beyond, Beyond in this thing? All right, yeah. what's going on, Beyond? Quality development. Shout out everybody in, man. We, we vibing. Um, we're recording the episode right now of Tosin's podcast. Yes, Shout it out one time, yes, too. It's the Toxic Masculinity Podcast. I love that name. That's uh, it's it's just basically point of view from two dudes and been through a lot coming up, just discussing what's current and what's on their minds uh, from a guy's point of view. You know yep. what I'm saying? Totally yep. unfiltered. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? King so beyond. Hey, man, if you don't know Beyond, you got to tap in with Beyond. Beyond probably the most. Beyond is the plug of the Midwest. Big, big hardest, if that's a word, <laughs> person I know, <laughs> man. He showed me love all the time. Yeah, I don't understand Beyond. You got to tell me. You got to explain me to this. I don't understand how he remembers everybody's birthday. He asked for it I'm and he put about it in his database. Birthday, anniversary, yeah. <laughs> any special day. Yeah. He remember and going to send you a card. There's going to be some yeah. super emotional emo shit, but you're going to be like, oh, damn, that was stop for the motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Beyond like, so love. And if you in the A, I got to shout out the Queen Star Styles Inc. Yes, if you in the A, get your hair did. She got a dope um, flat iron. That you can buy. She created her herself. So, and if you in Tampa, shout out the Diamond Daily. That's the queen, man. That's always been love. So you know, what I'm saying I kind of want to get into some some real shit. I yeah, mean, that's I know, all. I know this is like, uh, you know, based off a of guy talk or whatever. But it mm-hmm. it is certain things that I think should be regular. I think certain shit should be regular barbershop guy talk. All right, talk and that's like how to get money, how to get bread, how to take care of your family, how to be the plug yourself. Yeah. You feel me? So, one of the problems that I think we see a lot just amongst men mm-hmm. is that um, some want to be self-sufficient, self-sustained, mm-hmm. and some just want to find somebody in their circle that they know is popping and cling to them and just let them take care of them. Right? Yeah. And like, what I want to ask you is, like, when did you realize that you had to Number one, like, be your own boss, be your own plug, but yet surround yourselves around other people who think the same way. Man, that's a great question. I was blessed to, I always tell people this, bro. I've been blessed with great friends and great people around me. Yeah, yeah, you told um, me before. Yeah, yeah. The entrepreneur bug actually hit me late. Like, I grew up wanting to hoop, you know what I'm saying? Until yeah. I got to a point where it's like, I, I know I ain't going to no NBA. I ain't good enough. Yeah. But I was coaching, um high school basketball and I was good at coaching like every year we I increased our wins and I had an AAU basketball team but um shout out to my homie Jason Stinson if you if you ever on here he's he's the one that gave me a taste of the entrepreneur journey right I was probably 24 yeah I was 24 and I seen him um start a tax franchise got into a tax franchise yeah um, because he used to be always home playing video games and stuff. I'm like, bro, what you do? Like, how you got all this free time? <laughs> yeah. He's like, man, I got into a tax franchise and I used to see he used to come into, I was coaching high school basketball and then I was working in the mall and he used to come into the mall handing out his flyers. And I was like, oh, you, I like that controlling your time. Hell Cause yeah. I used to like, for me, the journey of entrepreneurship dog is bigger than the bread, the bread, the bread going to come and go. I done made yes. money. I lost, lost money. It, yeah. Like last year, I lost a lot of money to be super transparent. Natural cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm trying to get it back. I'm struggling like a motherfucker right now, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but 
I, I like to control my time and my freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I knew I needed to get around people that has this, that have this time freedom and learn the game from them. Yeah, and yeah. Jason was my first person. Um, and he showed me the franchise lane. Mm. You know what I mean? A lot of people forget about it. you can buy into a franchise and start and start a business. You but it's know what already mean? been built. The it's infrastructure built. been the built. You just take built. it and yeah. imply it wherever you at. Yep. You put your own little swag on it. You can't do it too much. But I learned about that franchise game yeah. at an early age. And that was my start in my entrepreneur journey. Um, having those tax offices. So, yeah. Because I remember when you used to tell. I remember. I think around the time when we first like met and started communicating because mm-hmm. funny thing about me and Brandon is that we had known each other and been talking for like two years before we met each other face to face because <laughs> yeah. we was working remotely yeah, in different yeah, cities yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I remember you just talk about the tax the tax thing or whatever and uh, I think franchising is like one of the uh, the best ways to get into business to yeah. get your hands around it without having to kind of create everything from the beginning to end because that's one of the hardest things when you're trying to do something new and you mm-hmm. got to create everything on your mm-hmm. own. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, nothing in this world is, is new. You know what I'm saying? Hell no. I told you about that all day yesterday. Everything is just reinvented. Everything yeah. is, is just a spinoff of something else that happened. Yeah. So one of the best ways to kind of get your foot into something is kind of, you know, take an already tried and true yeah. method and, and implicate that. And then franchise. from there, you kind of see, you know, from your own vantage yeah, point, I, I see do what, things differently. I, just what, buying a franchise helped me learn... And that was my first time um, dealing with adults mm. and really managing and leading adults. Because prior to that, I've always been sort of a leader, sort of say, because like I said, I played sports. And then I was coaching basketball, but it was always kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you told me that. Yeah, yeah so it's kids. They're going to automatically, you know, they'll rebel. But you're older. I had a little swag to me. They're going to listen to me. Yeah, yeah. So when I had an office, now I'm dealing with adults who have, who have kids who going through baby daddy drama or going through, I need money by this Friday if my check late, yeah. I ain't going to be able to. So that helped me deal with different type of personalities, um, buying into that franchise and really learning operations and marketing a lot. Yeah. So that was, I, I always think Jason Stinson, I know I always give Jay Morrison a lot of credit for helping me out. But prior to Jay, it was my homie Jason Stinson. Shout out to Stinson. Um, he he put me in the game. He put me in the yeah. game. So that's the last job I ever worked because I met Stence and he put me in the game of buying the franchise. When I think back mm-hmm. to when I first started getting like business mindset, mm-hmm. uh, shit, I think I was probably so legitimate business. I yeah, was probably yeah. like sixteen. Oh, that's good, bro. When I was younger, from like eleven. To 14, it was all bad. Yeah. <laughs> because in St. Louis, the people that I grew up around, they all had their own businesses, but it was weed. Yeah. So, like, I didn't grow up around people that sold cocaine or crack. Yeah, well, weed. Just not true. Yeah, yeah. But weed. Mm-hmm. Like, in St. Louis, Missouri, in Olivet, that was our neighborhood, mm-hmm. everybody sold weed. They sold pounds. Mm-hmm. And um, around 11, 12 years old, uh, there was, you know, our, our plug at that time is this dude named Ricky. He was 19 at the time. He had his own apartment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He had a girlfriend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, we, and, and he used to have, like, the ounces for $80, $85. Mm. And so we would, we would go to him. And, you know, the way we got, so the way I got my money to buy my first ounce was that 
there was a whole bunch of old ladies in my neighborhood, right? Mm. That had like houses they had been in for like twenty years. Their husbands had died or their kids moved out. Yeah. They had like backyards and front yards where the grass was high as hell. Mm-hmm. Or it was a whole bunch of leaves, you know, in the fall time. And so what I used to do is I would get my rake on my lawnmower, go to all the old ladies' houses and say, yo, let me cut your grass and rake your lawn because I know they yeah, can't yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was smart. like, it was automatic. Yeah. I was getting the business. So I was like, I did like seven lawns. I got $85 for my first ounce and went to Ricky. And so got you that were weed selling from him. weed. 12 years school. old, yeah. Sheesh. 12 years old. I was chasing girls and hooping at me. I wasn't so, even thinking about no weed. When I was in middle school, yeah. middle school girls didn't even want me. For real. Because keep in mind, in the 90s, there was a big stigma against Africans. You're right. You're and right. I had, and my, my name is 150% yeah. over African. Yeah. So they'd be like African, booty scratch, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you're right. I was not cool in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Africans didn't get cool till later. Mm-hmm. So when I was younger, the only way for you to mark to like, you know, stake your claim as being somebody that was cool, mm-hmm. you either had to like be, have a like a BMX bike, like a stunt bike. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I remember those. You yeah. had to have like a nice With bike. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah! You had to have a nice bike, dress well, or sell some weed. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I got bikes. Yeah. And I can sell some weed. Gotcha. I didn't really dress that good though. Gotcha, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Gotcha, gotcha. And so, that's um, funny, dog. yeah. So that that was how I got into like selling weed. And uh, you know what I'm saying? It was just like the white boys that would come to school. I would sell them weed. It was this dude named Scott that he had moved to St. Louis from Hawaii mm. or whatever. And he was still he, he, lived, he lived up the so block. So people were smoking weed in middle school? We started smoking weed 11, 12, 13 years Sheesh. old. That was like young. Like when I say we hopped off the porch early, yeah. like early. And I didn't, I didn't even know that that was abnormal yeah. because it was me, all of my friends, which was like five of us. We all was out at 11, 12 years yeah. old, like not Man, coming home till the next day. I ain't. I didn't you know what I'm hit the blunt for the first time until I was twenty one years old. I ain't get. I ain't drink till I was twenty one. Yeah. I was scared of my mama. Like I, yeah. I, I feel like what happened? She smell it on me. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to be. I used to. I, I was dating a girl in high school. She probably. I seen her on earlier. Okay, she watching. <laughs> she might. She be. watching. <laughs> and uh, she, she was smoking in high school. I used to dog her. Why you smoking weed? That's bad. That ain't ladylike. <laughs> da, da, da. I used to go in on her. That's funny now though. But yeah, middle school, I couldn't imagine lighting no blunt. Yeah, but, but hey, you know, when, when I look, when I look at, when I look What's at a lot of, a lot of stuff growing up, like because my parents came here very young. My pops yeah. came to this country when he was seventeen. Oh, okay. My mom came; she was like twenty two, twenty two, twenty three. My mom and my pops knew each other because my my mom was my my pops' friend's younger sister. Gotcha. So he like low key kind of violated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But um, that was how they knew each other. And so when they came here, the thing about Nigerians during that time in the 80s, when they came, in, came to America in the 80s, it was simply because it was a come up. Mm. It was like, yo, if we go to America, it's yeah, easier. Yeah, we can yeah. get like mortgages to buy houses. Yeah. We can get loans from banks before. and shit. Yeah. Like in I Nigeria, Nigeria. Yeah, in Africa in the 80s, you can't get no loans from the bank. You can't get no, that shit doesn't exist. Mm. Like if you want to buy a house, you got to buy the whole house. You got to have enough money to buy the whole house. Sheesh. So that was why they had that thing called the brain drain, mm. where all the smartest people of the third world countries were leaving to come here. Mm. I never heard of that. Yeah, that was, it was called the brain drain. Mm. Because it was like, they were like, yo, why the fuck are we staying in our country we can go to america, america and work up. for two years and yeah. get a three hundred thousand dollar mortgage to buy a house yeah, we gone yeah a lot we you know we kind of dog america america ain't perfect but not perfect it's a lot of good shit yeah it is <laughs> like i seen a meme today where it was like showing the age we're in now where 
you know, teenagers making six figures for playing yeah. with toys. Yep. And, um, I mean, kids and then people, you know, social media influencers and yeah. uh, it's crazy. Like one thing about America, you can make some bread if you ain't lazy. Facts. Facts. Mm-hmm. You know, I think just this Internet age that we in now. For funny thing, bro. Remember, you remember the whole white 2K thing? Yeah. When it was going from 99 to 2000. Yeah, yeah. And it was like all the power going to yeah, go off. Yeah, the yeah. world going to end. Uh-huh. So uh, I was with my pops. Uh, December 31st, 1999. We was in Maplewood, New Jersey in our crib, right? Mm-hmm. And um, my, my pops, like, after... Because when he came to America, he started, like, a computer program company. The shit went... He's, that was, like, when he was 25. Then went bankrupt. Yeah. And so... Him, my mom, their relationship kind of messed up. They divorced. He ended up moving to New Jersey. Mm. So, like, six years later, eh, like, four or five years later, I moved with him. We was in New Jersey, 1999, December 31st. I'm like, yo, Y2K, pops. Yeah. Everything going to be fucked up. The world <laughs> over. Yeah. And him being, like, a computer IT person, he, he was like, like ain't nothing going to yeah. happen, I remember man. that, dog. And so I was like, yeah. nah, something going to happen. Yeah. So when it turns 12 a.m., when it turns January 1st, 2000, Nothing happened. The lights is on. Yeah. I'm like, shit. So I go in the basement and turn all the power off. Messing with him a little bit. Messing with him. But he had some shit on his computer. He was working off of work and he ain't save it. And so when I did that, it erased hours of work. And he was working for Dow Jones at that time. Stock company. And I fucked some shit up. Dang. I fucked some shit up. He was mad. He was mad for like a week. Man, like, man, that's wild. Yeah, bro. so me being an adult, I'm like, damn, I probably really fucked him up. I probably really did some some that happened to some me. dirty I shit. Was in college one time, right? And um, my homeboys Ryan and Carrie, we lived together. And Ryan wrote uh, like fifteen to twenty page paper, and Carrie <laughs> used his computer and erased that shit on accident. And Ryan was so mad, dog. It was so funny. I'll never forget that, man. We was probably like. That was our senior year. Yeah. And me and Ryan were education education majors. And he erased the paper, dog. And Ryan had to write, write a whole 15-page paper over. That's crazy. Again, and he had like two days left. That's wild. crazy. Yeah, man. Good time. Good time. Good time. That's why man. I don't like when people... Like, I understand uh, the... You know when people say, oh, you don't got to go to college, college. But I, my college experience, I loved it. Yeah. You know what I, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm not in too much crazy debt. I do have debt because of it, but I feel like the relationships I built built in college... Worth it. Um, It definitely was worth it. It's worth like, it. I, I, it, I met my best friends in college. I met so many people that I made money, more money with than my debt that I, I have, I if that makes sense. Like, I met Ferrari Simmons in college. I met Dave in college. My two best friends in college. Like, so many relationships I met... And the people that I'm still doing business with, I'm still rocking out with from college. So I'm not, agree, I'm not I agree. one of the people that say, oh, you shouldn't go to college. Now, if I went again, if I had to do it again, I would be a little bit more strategic. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like on how I moved. But I'm not I'm not going to tell nobody not to go to college. Yeah, I'm probably say the same thing, man. College yeah. for me is that, you know, when I look back, I don't think I gained anything from it as far as like my career. Yeah. But the relationships, learning how to deal with people. Yeah. Different people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like being in a fraternity and going from school to school and having to like on a regular basis meet people that you don't know mm-hmm. and having to make shit pop with them. Mm-hmm. Like that shit yeah. is golden, man. It's golden. And it, it just, I think now with my personality now, that's why like, I'm not shy to meet new people. I've been doing that for 16 years. Me it's either. like, what's up? Yeah, I met you know so many people. Even prior to college, um, I never knew a Muslim. 
yeah. in college. Like the women Muslim, like with the the hijab. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah when they yeah, face for the girls, it's the hijab. Yeah, yeah. so and it's so I, I had one in my class. Shout out to Shireen if you jump on Shireen and. I like it killed my whole stereotype of them. Like she was regular as hell. Like she listened to rap music, yep. like all that shit. Yep. But she just had the whatever That's that her was. Religion. They got the hijab. Like, yeah. Damn. Like if I never would have went to this college or this school, I would I would always stereotype. Yeah, you would have thought they was a certain way. Kylo, shout out to USF, yeah. no bulls. Yeah, I met this this. Mm-hmm. She she was a Muslim chick at Kane University in yeah. New Jersey. She had the hijab. She used to be the. Uh, she was like. She used to work at the library uh, as part of her work study. Mm-hmm. And every time I would come in that motherfucker, she was always real cool. Mm-hmm. She was pretty as hell. Yep. She was just nice, but she knew everything that was going on. So in my mind, I'm like, how do you know? Yeah. This? But it's like that's <laughs> ignorant. Yeah, yeah. It's like how would she not know what it yeah, is? You man. feel me? Like, yeah, man. And so yeah, I, Great I think. Experience for yeah, me. I think in college, man, it just depends what what you going there for. College is good networking. Oh shoot, Hell it definitely yeah. is. Hell, definitely motherfucking is. yeah. So like, hey, bro, as far as like traveling, bro, like, yeah. Where um is your like go to spot, man? For just like when you trying to kick it, bro, you trying to mm, man. This gonna sound cliche, but I just go back home. I go yeah. to Orlando, Florida. I love, you know, it's a, a tourist city, but. When people when people think of Orlando, oh yeah, appreciate you, bro. Oh shit, my bad. We drink, we vibe. Um, when people think of Orlando, appreciate you, big bro. I appreciate you too, brother. Um, when people think of Orlando, you know they think about Disney World. Disney, yeah. Which you know Orlando is got Disney, but it's bigger than that, man. Like Orlando, a cool little city, especially downtown. I feel like we got a popping downtown. Orlando got probably one of the most popping downtowns to me. But that's my go-to. I never really traveled out the country like that, though. But I want to now. This now, that's why I told my homeboys, like, now I want to get as many assets as I can. Yep. Like, right now, just really get real liquid. Yep, um, yep, yep. Get liquid, get as many assets as I can, start buying apartment buildings, shit like that. Get the residual so I can just start living life for a little. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Traveling, just vibing. I got a four-year-old. Watch her grow. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's why it goes goes back to that time freedom. Hell I was yeah. saying like yeah. I can go pick my daughter up anytime. You yeah. know, I want to. I can take her to school anytime. If I just want to go get her at ten o'clock in the morning, I can go get her. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So, I, for me, Orlando is my my safe haven. It's home. Yeah, um, I think, but I never really traveled too much. I've traveled all around the U.S., but outside of the country, I haven't. Yeah, I think that. Uh, would I? Would you live overseas? That's a great question, Queen. Ooh. Um, ooh, that's a tough one. If I lived overseas, depends. Sheesh, it depends. I would do Jamaica, man. I ain't gonna I, lie. It depends. In 2016, I went to Panama four times. Oh yeah, you was killing Since Panama yeah, at one time. I was yeah. going to Panama every two to three months. Mm-hmm. Fucking love it. You would live there? I think I would. Yeah. And Why? Now, man, so Panama is basically, it's like a Miami where everybody just speaks Spanish. I'm talking mm. about the way it looks, bro. Where is Panama? It's in Central America. This is Panama. That's how the oh, whole shit. It looks like look. Miami, yeah. yeah. It's like a Miami that's just everybody speaks Spanish. And they speak Spanish in Panama. Just everywhere. Everybody gotcha, speaks Spanish. Gotcha, but the gotcha. reason why I like it is because, number one, the way, like, you know how, like, how Florida was, like, 40 years ago? How when you retire, you go to Florida? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it is in Panama. Gotcha. It's a lot of Americans that's retiring yeah, down there. Gotcha. Like, I went to a coffee shop 
it's this white lady that's like 50 years old from Alabama, got a thick-ass Alabama accent, and she's the barista. And I go in there, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe she's just a white Panamanian. And I'm trying to order, and she's like, hey, how you doing? And she yeah. had a super thick ass. And, and I'm like, retired there. I'm like, yo. So you were retired in Panama? I think so, because like when you look at your pension, right? So a typical pension, if you get everything... It'd be like twenty five hundred, three thousand a month, right? Yeah. And here, that's not really enough when you're an elderly person. Yeah. But down there, that shit stretched like a mm, motherfucker. Panama, okay. So twenty five hundred dollars, you could be living like you have six thousand a month yeah. here. And so they're down there just enjoying. Healthcare is Bye. good, food is cheap. Bro, I got an Uber to go from like one side of the city to the whole other side of the city. It was two dollars. Yeah, I'm a, um, I never been to Panama. And keep in mind, their currency is the American dollar. Yeah. So okay. you don't got to change money. Oh, for real? You don't got to change money. Your debit cards work. Your credit cards work. Nah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it was just like, damn. And it's only two hours. It's a two-hour flight away from Miami. Man. It's like flying from New Jersey to Atlanta. Queen say she practicing her Spanish. So next, so you got to go to Panama, Queen. Take me with you. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna enjoy I got to get my stamps up this year. That's my no, not this year. Twenty twenty, I'm gonna do my travel. Yeah. My twenty nineteen, I'm getting back focused. I feel like twenty eighteen, I was too comfortable. I got to look comfortable because twenty seventeen, I made the most money in my life. You know, what I I'm would saying? agree with that. I'm in the same boat with you. Yeah, twenty seventeen, I made the most money in my life. I was on tour. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm traveling everywhere. Was a high, bro. Yeah. So then 2018 came and it was very challenging because, like I used to tell you, like, bro, T, my headspace ain't right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was going through a lot of, the, like, low-key depressed in 2018 at certain times. Yeah, um, yeah, same here. And I got comfortable with the money. I got so comfortable with the money, I damn near spent all my money. Like, my savings and everything, just doing, buying dumb stuff. So just note to everybody. Yeah. That's probably always going to happen. So, not, not for everybody. Yeah. But for the first two to three years where you're making six figures on a regular basis, mm-hmm. without the right guidance, you most likely going to yeah. spend like 70%. Because I always felt like, oh, I'm going to make it back. I got it back. Because you got the confidence. Yeah. Like, oh, I did this shit a year or some t- I know how yeah. to do this. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not a fluke. I know how to do yeah, this. Yeah. So, you just start boom, 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 boom. Yep. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, shit. I got real reckless. Yeah. I, now that I look back, I was like, I was going to... Katana every day. Yeah, I was going with you. Yeah, we was going to Katana every day. <laughs> I was going with you. Forty dollars. I remember one week I looked at my account and I spent fifteen hundred dollars on food in one week. I'm like, yeah. bro, what the fuck is you doing? Like, why is you spending fifteen hundred on food, bro? If you took fifteen hundred dollars to Publix, you would have came out with enough. Feel food me, dog. So so much now. <laughs> And I, I was beating myself up earlier about yeah. this, but my OG shout out to Will, shout out to um Beyond, um Unk. You know, they're like, all right, bro, you spend the money, get it back. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. ain't even no reason to, to beat yourself up about it. So it's time to just continue to build. Because so. the bounce back is what it's really all about. What I have seen is yeah. that, like, you can get money and lose it 10, 12, 15 times. But if you know how to bounce back, if you know mm-hmm. how to, like, you know, it, it's it, that's never a problem. You just got to get Facts. back in hustle mode. So Facts. You only, go, you only not going to come back if you scared of the hustle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you scared yeah, of working yeah, hard. We love that. And we, <laughs> we, 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 we can't live without it. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't imagine just sitting on the beach, smoking weed, drinking weed, drinking wine, doing nothing. I told somebody that. They're like, oh, you read the four-hour work week? I don't want to read that shit. Nah. Like, I ain't against it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, if that's the light down. That's Panama? Yeah, it's Panama City. That yeah. look nice. Um, I ain't against the four-hour work week, and I understand the concept of working smart. 
You know what I mean? But at the same time, I just like moving. Yeah. I like the hustle and bustle. Yeah. That's for move. me. And that's yeah. why I like Gary Vee. Find what works for you. Everybody don't, you know, everybody perspective different. Whatever. I never enjoy sitting still. No, nah, dog. You know, I got to. My bad, y'all. Yeah, I gotta man. hustle and bustle. I gotta make. I gotta move. I gotta shake. Yeah. I gotta make sure. You know. Now I want to be able to move on my own terms. Yeah, facts. Facts. But facts, just facts. sitting still is like mm-hmm. I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That should make me depressed. Mm-hmm. Depressed <laughs> if I was just like I just gotta sit here. Let's talk. Let's talk about that depression. How do you? How do you deal with with mental health? Like man. So personally, I went through depression myself. Yeah, right. With uh, oh, just shit, like you know. Moving to Atlanta, mm-hmm. totally new environment. Literally since two thousand, yeah, since year two thousand mm-hmm. to two thousand. When I come here, seventeen. Mm-hmm. From year two thousand to two thousand seventeen. You been here that long? I've been here like hearing some changes. Yeah, yeah. August okay. twenty seventeen. Yeah. So from year two thousand to two thousand seventeen, I've always been around family, friends, a gr- a, a huge group of people that I fuck with. Got you. You feel me? When I was in Nigeria from 2000 to 2005, I was surrounded around 13 or 14 motherfuckers that was from New York, New Jersey, Atlanta, that mm. was in the same situation as me, that we bonded and gotcha. we was like family. Gotcha. And we went through that whole stage in our lives, five and a half years together. Mm-hmm. When I came back in 05, uh, I came back to St. Louis. I got back in touch with the people I fucking grew up with. Mm-hmm. Then I met new people in college. So it was like, okay, yeah, I got y'all back and I got some new people. Mm-hmm. When I went to New Jersey, I grew up in New Jersey too. I moved to New Jersey when I was 12 years old. So I had friends and family that I knew. So when I moved to New Jersey, it was like, okay, yeah, I moved to a new state, but I know y'all. Yeah, so y'all, y'all already back. know people. Yeah, What's yeah. up? You see what I'm saying? And so the whole time I was in New Jersey, it was like I've always been around a good circle, a good crew of people that I could trust, that I felt comfortable around, never had to question. Yeah. All the females and males in my life have been like riders. Like I got women and men in my life that have been down for ten plus years. That's a you feel I always me? Say that. And so coming to Atlanta, it was like, okay, I'm totally out of my element. Yeah, I, I had you and Jay and people that I was familiar with. Now I met in our office in the circle. Mm-hmm. But it was like outside of that, you know, I got my guard up. It's like I don't fucking know yeah, you. Like yeah, yeah. what's up? like you know what I'm saying? Like it's hard for me to make friends with other men. Mm, why? Why you think that? Bro, it's easier to make friends with women. Yeah. Because... Same dad say that. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, there's a certain ego, it's a certain... It's not like a dick swinging contest. Yeah. It's like, you know, we could just be cool. Yeah, yeah. But like with men that you just meet, it's like a size up. It's like a constant size up. I've witnessed that. Like what I've you do. That. Who you with. Yeah, Who's yeah. your crew. What you got. How much you made. Like. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And it's like, if I don't fucking know you, yeah. I'm not even, even finna let you get that close to me to even like know the answers to them questions. Gotcha. So, it was easy for me to open up to you and the mm-hmm. winner, because I had known y'all, I've been talking to y'all for like years. Mm-hmm. It had been two, three years. So, I was like, okay, I already know that they fan. Yeah, I yeah. know that they whatever. But it was like, it's like, eh. Yeah, yeah. As you an adult, as a man, for as a man, it's harder to make friends that are men as an adult. That makes sense. Than it is when you're younger. Yeah, that makes sense. You feel me? Yeah. So that was what I dealt with, and it kind of put me into a shell to where mm-hmm. I'll just be in my crib. You know what I'm saying? I only came out when I was even coming to work, mm-hmm. or if I was going out to little events with people that I had built up a little bit yeah, of trust yeah. with over time. So, how uh, you feel like you got over that? You know what I mean? Like, how did you deal with a woman? With that? A woman? Okay. So, one of my homegirls named Claudia, 
mm-hmm. that uh, I met my freshman year of college in St. Louis. I'm sorry, in Illinois. Mm-hmm. She um, she's known me since I was 20 years old. I'm 33 now. Mm. Um, our junior year of college, she moved to Atlanta, mm. and she just upped and left. And we was like, "Damn, like Claudia just left." Yeah, she a Colombian chick. Mm. She just left, and um, never heard from her at all. But this is somebody who I consider like sister, family, yeah, whatever. All love. Didn't hear from her for years. 2008 when she left. When I came to Atlanta in 2017, and I was going through my little depression, I was like, yo, I don't know nobody outside of work. And then I'm like, hold on, Claudia lives here. Mm-hmm. And so I reached out to my people back home. I'm like, yo, who had Claudia's number? Yeah, they yeah, gave yeah, it to yeah. me. Top down with her. Yeah, and I reached out to her, and we met up. And it was it was literally like the same person. It was literally like, I just seen you yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that's good you feel energy. Me? Yeah. Real friendship, yeah, you feel yeah. me? And I hadn't seen her in 10 years. Yeah, that's it. That's you how you know it's you, real. Yeah, and she's the one that really got me back feeling right. Because, like, anytime something was going on, she hit me up. Hey, Tosin, we going out here. Yeah. Come with us. You know what I'm saying? And it's so like, you feel like that camaraderie is what um, camaraderie is what helped you get through the depression? 100%. Gotcha. And I met her in college. Gotcha. Yeah, so if it wasn't for college, college yeah. I would have never known her. Once again, you feel me? Shout out to the young bull, Boss Corey, man. Yes, What's sir. up, my brother? What up, Corey? What's going on, man? Follow Boss Corey right now, man. That's that's one of that's the next stuff. That's the goat. Yeah, he's trying to grow bull. your business, trying to make things pop. Yeah, Corey didn't want to do it. Sales master, right there. Corey didn't want to do it. Ooh. For me, man, it's kind of the opposite because I've been blessed with when I was going through my my depression, and I would say. Um, being, I was super uncomfortable in certain, you know, the new position I was in, and um, you know, JMA. Mm. So, I, um, I didn't really. I told you, you know, I would hint to you like, "T, my mind ain't right." Yeah. Like I feel like I'm always able to express. Even we would be in office meetings, I would say I would always express myself. But I went to counseling, bro, and I think going to a counselor. And I was against it at first. It's like, man, I'm not finna pay somebody to talk to them. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I remember telling my counselor, like, I'm not gonna pay you. I, I was against it because I can talk to my mama for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was like, well, your mama gonna have her own biases. I'm like, yep, she's human too. You gonna have biases. True. So, but then she was like, but that I went to school to be, try um, to become unbiased. That's why yep. I'm a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Hell yeah. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But I know for me, man, just going to being able to talk to somebody that I didn't know because I'm around so many people that I do know and, you know, they're going to have their own, you know, yeah. perspective and their own bias and they're going to baby you a little yep. bit. It's like, mm-hmm. no, nah, let me talk to somebody I don't even know who don't know me, who don't know nothing I've been through and they just going by off of the energy. I'm I getting. agree. And, and I, I can say going to talk to this particular queen, black queen at that, like it helped me. And then... Also, just holding myself accountable, dog. Just feeling like, okay, bro, you in these situations because what the fuck you did. You yep. know what I'm saying? That's the hardest part. Yeah. Like, my aunt. Shout out to aunt, man. Aunt told me last night, actually. I went to my aunt's house and vibed out with him. Um, and he was telling me. I was saying, aunt, man, da-da-da. He cut me off, man. Saying, like, no, like, that's you did that shit. Like, you can't, you know what I'm saying? can't blame yeah. nobody else. Yeah. Like, da-da-da. I'm like, damn, you right. So, I think... Having complete self-awareness, holding yourself accountable, and also being able to speak to somebody who, who don't know you um, 
always helps. Yeah, you know so I, I tried helps. therapy. Um, I only went to one session. Okay. You know, I went to one session. Yeah. Um, and my and, counselor, before you go in, yeah. that's that's pivotal what you said because my counselor always told me therapy, you got to try a whole bunch of them. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Gotta, cause I you, agree. You got to find the vibe. You yeah. just can't do one. You got to try a whole bunch of people. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, so I, I only went to one session, not because I didn't think it would work, but because I didn't budget for the cost. Mm, you know what I'm saying? You, but gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. when I did go to the first session, uh, I think that's the most uncomfortable session because now you actually, I'm, I don't know you. Yeah. And I'm about to tell you some shit that there's yeah. people that I know that I wouldn't tell. Yeah, you're t- so yeah, you're going yeah. through that like, okay, do I want to tell them the truth or do I want to lie? But it's mm. like, I'm paying you. So why the fuck would I lie when I'm paying you? Mm. And now I'm cheating myself, so it's mm-hmm. like I gotta tell you what I'm, why I'm actually here. Mm-hmm. And um, you know what I'm saying? I went through the shit, and at the end of it, I, I felt that I made a good decision. But as I told you before, I, I, I felt like I was paying for a friend. Mm. You feel me? Yeah, you I, did tell me that. You know what I'm saying I felt like I was paying somebody to listen to me and give me like an unbiased, uh, objective like opinion on. What I should consider doing to get better, and I felt like okay, I know there are some people that love me enough that I could have got that from without paying. That don't sugarcoat shit. Like I know who in my life is gonna sugarcoat some shit. Who gonna give me the real? You feel me? And so I was like, all right, damn, like, but I still felt like it was a good first step because I was able to talk about certain things that. I was embarrassed about or that I felt yeah. I dropped the ball on, you know what I'm saying? Especially when I was younger, things makes that sense. kinda followed me into my adult life and shit yeah, like it that. Makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So so I mean it I think even though I only went to that one session, um, I don't think that it solved my problems, mm-hmm. but it did let me know that okay, this is something that you need to revisit in the future. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm you know yeah, you, I like it. I, for me I, I liked it. You know what I'm saying? I, and actually my child's mother put me on game, so she was the one that put me on game to even. Man, your child's mother me. say go to therapy. That mean you was on some shit. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> hey, she dope as hell, man. She dope oh, as shit. Yeah. Like I, I, I will always respect her. Hell yeah. Cause she put a lot of shit in my life, though. That's what's up. Like, for real, for That's real. Love. That's love. But yo, you need to go to therapy. Yeah. He's <laughs> yep. like, I can't help you. You need to go ahead do your thing. That's what's up, though, man. That's what's up. But you know. I think I think you know what I'm saying. I think that you know, just as men or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, everybody wants to be a boss. Everybody wants to be a top dog. But yeah. to function at that level, like you gotta you gotta have your shit together. Facts. You Facts. feel me? So yeah. like, whatever you gotta do to get your shit together, like if you ever want to be that guy and not be lying to yourself yeah. and be happy with the person you see when you look in the mirror, you gotta fix your shit. Cause we're adults. Mm-hmm. It's it's our responsibility to fix whatever the fuck is wrong with us. Mm-hmm. You, see, you feel me? Like there's no, oh, I grew up in a one parent household. That works when you're a teenager, you a kid. Mm-hmm. But when you're an adult, it's like, bro, it's your fucking yeah. responsibility to <laughs> fix your shit now, yep, bro. Yep, yep. You feel me? And I just yep. I just look at it like that. It's like, okay, excuses don't work now when you're thirty plus. Nah, it don't. It don't. <laughs> you mom told me that last night. I, I, I'm just trying to feel sorry for myself. Yeah. Mom, like, bro, chill out, dog. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Toxic masculinity podcast. You know what I'm saying? I want you guys to see that. You know, we're not just gonna talk about some ignorant shit. We're gonna talk about some real shit too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed it, bro. I like yeah. this vibe. I like yeah. this vibe. This is talking. You know what yeah. I'm saying? 
at the end of the day, we want to be able to help people that's going through situations like what we're going through, people that will go through this, and just kind of get people to understand that, you know, it's about strategy and about being smart and not mm-hmm. about, you know, fitting these societal roles about mm-hmm. how you got to act. It's about making it through the other side. You mm-hmm. feel me? Yep. So um, that's yep. what we're going to talk about on this on this podcast, along with other shit, other, you know what I'm saying, superficial shit like music and you know, women and what all that other stuff. But we we gonna try to you know put a lot. I of think we touched on everything for the most part: I music, women, I mental health, yeah, all that business, Hell all yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, Toxic Masculinity Podcast Episode One. Your boy Tosin Odawale with my guest and my homie Brandon J. Wiggy. Don't forget the J. And we out this bitch. <laughs> One love.